Hello and welcome to The Paper Crane, a podcast from Codes in the Clouds and a misspent youth productions. We are Codes in the Clouds. My name is Joe. I'm Stephen. I'm Jack. I'm Kieran. And this week is a special episode of the show where we'll be looking at this year's Mercury Prize nominees, our likes, our dislikes, as well as a Eurovision-style decision on who will win the Mercury. It's all incredibly scientific. No one else is brave enough to merge Mercury and Eurovision. (laughs) (laughs) Who's marrying those two together but us? For any international <laughs> listeners who don't know what the Mercury Prize is, it's an annual award for best album released in the UK by a British or Irish artist. We're going to pick our winners as a group, our individual winners, and who we actually think is going to win. Uh, this is basically a conversation we would have had in a pub, but to cater for Steve's need to make everything a points-based competition yep. with rules <laughs> and punishments, we're going to make this chat into a Big old game for you guys to enjoy. Well, uh, no, like, say if you all go out to a pub without, and I'm not there. Yeah. Without my point system, how do you know yes. who's won the night? No, well, normally what it is, is uh, you're not there, so we've won. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this year's nominees are Yard Act, Self Esteem, Nova Twins, Wet Leg, Koji Radical, Little Sims, Harry Styles, Sam Fender, Joy Crooks, Gweno, Fergus McCready, and Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler. Good, good list this year. Let's do it. Let's do it in that order. Well, Yard you know Act. what, guys? I thought to get us in the mood, yes. I prepared a few questions. Oh, I like this, Jack. Go on. Uh, and I thought, uh, off the back of these questions, we'll we'll develop facts, not to not to get involved in any kind of fact. You are, you are oh. treading on the toes this of a hey, robot just... that I've let rest quietly in the corner. Listen, tonight. I'll be asking the questions. If you guys answer it, then you're the ones interfering with the uh, with the fact. Okay, 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 okay. This is uh, oh. okay. Well done. You've Hang killed on. the robot. No, Jack. These aren't facts. These are questions. Tanks are on the lawn. Just a few, just to warm us up. Okay, Go on. Go basic on. stuff. All right, let's start with question one. Mm-hmm. Who's the only artist? So have won the Mercury Prize more than once. Is it PJ Harvey? Yeah. Yeah, it's PJ Harvey. Well done, Joe. Okay. You obviously looked at the Wikipedia page. I, I asked that. We, uh... I, I answered that in the form of a question so the fact robot can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, she won it twice, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2001 and 2011. Yes. Famously, straight after 9-11, so she couldn't really celebrate it. Yeah, well, question I'm just two. A, I'm just a PJ Harvey fan, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question two. First female solo artist to win the award. Female so- is it PJ Harvey? It is PJ Harvey. <laughs> what is trick, PJ Harvey? That's a trick question. <laughs> Who is PJ Harvey? Who is PJ Harvey, by the way? I've never heard of it. <laughs> that's the, the answer is the question. Who is PJ Harvey? Okay, question three. I swear to God, if it's PJ Harvey, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not a PJ Harvey themed. Okay, okay, we're halfway through the quiz, uh, so we'll get through to the next one. Uh, In the song 19. <laughs> <laughs> which band slash artist uh-huh. has the most nominations but has never won? So the, let me rephrase Ooh. that. So the no, artist th- with the I most nominations who hasn't won. I think I know as well. Is it, is it Steve, are you gutted that you've never yeah, seen them live? It's, it's, it's someone I'm gutted <laughs> to have never seen live. It's Radiohead, isn't yeah. it? It is Radiohead. Five nominations. Whoa. That's bonkers, And if you think it? about the albums they've released, to have not won a Mercury Prize. Plus, plus Tom York Tom York got a nom for Eraser as yeah. well, I think. Oh, no, that's true, yeah. The best of... Because I don't know the answer to this one, but 
who won in '97? Or maybe it was Portishead. Maybe I do know the answer to that. But uh, yeah. they did okay, win it one year, didn't they? Did yeah. What? That was a good year, though, as well. Yeah, that was. I mean, it's mad. OK Computer doesn't win it because yeah. you know, for me, definitely because it's my favorite album ever. But is it your favorite album ever? Yeah, but it didn't win really? a Mercury Prize. There you go. That's an exclusive for this week, listeners. Yeah. Well. It's been worth listening to this non-Mercury Prize winning Radiohead. <laughs> but nominated, album. so it's okay. They were nominated. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, that's true. All right, final question. I don't want to take up too much of the time. Mm-hmm. Here. We've got a lot to talk about. Love this, Jack. Um, Love this, honestly. Only artist slash band to withdraw themselves from the nominations. I think... Was they were that, oh, this was quite recent, wasn't themselves. it? Was it Gorillaz? Joe, you're on fire. It was Gorillaz. Do you know how I know that? You it's looked because, at the Wikipedia page. No, we, as a joke, uh, years and years ago, said to previous guest on this podcast, uh, Rival Consoles, aka Ryan West, we were, I think, at a rehearsal or a gig or something with him, and I was like, oh, this album's getting nominated for the Mercury, joking with him. And he said, you should turn it down like Damon Albarn did. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only reason, because I, I didn't know that he'd done that, but it was, Ryan, it was Ryan West saying that. Right, this scoring system, we've said it's like Eurovision. Should we just yeah. like clear it up? We've all ordered it from 1st to 12th. And yeah. first place gets 12 points and so on. 12th yeah. place gets one I've, point. I've also, and I, d- I don't think you guys have done this because it's, uh, well, it took me ages. Um, but I created, <laughs> I created a playlist of every Mercury-nominated record for this year. And one of the ways in which I'm judging these records, not the definitive way, mm-hmm. uh, is seeing how many songs from the album remain on the playlist. That's, that's a very okay. um, Joe Power-esque um, angle to come from on it it is very Beatles, it's also like I t- but i'll tell you it's a very steve peeling thing to do and yes. see through because it did take ages and it took the fun out of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah was there a, a spreadsheet involved <laughs> there, there is a spreadsheet tonight i can yeah, tell you that, that but not at the time just uh, that's just why i stopped taking. reading books after school because they same thing same thing just, just words isn't they? too much words. analyzing can't be doing with it <laughs> right let's come on first album let's go with uh, go. yard act the overload i'm shaking off my I love this album. I love, I love them. Do you? Yeah. I'm surprised. Great. Actually, I'm f- I am so delighted that we're going to disagree straight out, really? <laughs> straight out the gate. I'm surprised you like this one, Steve. I would have put this down as, I think you would have put this middle of your list. Oh well, um, I won't. I'll, I'll save their Come their on. position. Yes, scoring comes at the end. Um, but the way you talk about it, though, my notes on this. Yeah, it's, up there. it's. I love the Marky Smith vocal style. And, um, right. yeah. I love it. and lyrically, it's right up my alley. Like the politics so of it. So much swearing. I didn't realize how <laughs> swearing there was on this record. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I think it's actually, even though it's just like, it's really fun and there's loads of wit in mm. the lyrics, it's actually, mm. by the time you get to the end of it, it's very affecting. You, you know, like quite quite a, a big mm. hitter. But that's all right, it's too much. It's too much. It's <laughs> As Steve said, um, it's Marky Smith. I've written uh, John Cooper Clark via yeah. Blockheads. Yeah. That era of music, sort of, um, I think, I think 
we do we share a love of it but it doesn't all cross over we're a venn diagram there's a lot of things i don't like i will say Mm. that i agree with you um there are bits that made me feel young and i liked that they're in the music that there are loads of genres covered yeah but there are a few there are far too few moments where for me the lyrics and the music i enjoy at the same time okay yeah are there too few choruses for you no, it's not the chorus, because I don't think they're that sort of band. I yeah. just think... Well, because I should say, like, John Cooper Clark ju- annoys me. So when you said right. you agreed with that, and I was like, yeah, so Steve gets it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's irritating. I just think that the, the, the only downside now will be that uh, you wouldn't get to see them in the sort of venue I want to see them in. I yes, want to yeah, see yeah, them yeah, on tour at the Water Rats. But I think with that kind of, like, vocal delivery, like, style, there's always a danger that it's becomes a bit too like sort of self-aware or like contrived is that the word i was going to use this was this was one of the albums uh i hadn't heard before and uh i probably won't go back but uh so of my playlist uh out of 11 songs only three remain from this album it's not bad if i did your thing I, i couldn't take a song out of it honestly really it it just has such a flow it would need to in 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 and there are some albums I love in this list and I've removed songs from all of them. I've been quite harsh at points. I've also been very generous in one point. Mm. <laughs> I will say that now. That's a little tease for later. Um, so next up, self-esteem, prioritise pleasure. Listen to my body. We haven't been in touch much lately. Never have a calmly. But with anything they ever gave me. You I really like this one. Know. And I, I was kind of surprised. Like I started listening to it. I was kind of maybe a bit slow to get into it. Um, but it just it ended up almost like a few of the songs just like blowing me away honestly I um, I, what do you think it is that because I, t- I, I think I knew that I would like this record but I, I didn't listen to it for ages I mean I did listen to it before the nominations came out but something about it stopped me from listening to it beforehand it's like when there's a great series and everyone's recommending it to you because there was so much hype around this album and not just people saying, oh, that was a good record. People saying it's like an important record and it's and it's really different. And it's like when you hear about a show and it's actually quite hard to take the, the first plunge into it. Mm. And there's, a, there's also something maybe slightly jarring about that. The th- almost the things that make it good are almost what put you off it a little bit. Because like, I even found that after listening to it. I mean, f- first of all, I thought the production, I think the production on this record is oh, in- incredible. Yeah, yeah. So good. Um, it's so cleverly put together, and I think it's a brilliant pop record, but it doesn't entirely resonate with me. But I reckon it's one of those ones that I'll keep going back to. And, and you know, yeah. unlike how I felt about Yard Act, uh, I can see where the influences are coming from, but I don't think what she's doing is in any way cynical. I think it's a really natural way of yeah. writing a record. I think it's very clever and it lacks, it lacks all pretension completely. This album. I mean, and, there's loads of interviews and stuff with her, isn't there? She's, she's everywhere at the moment because mm. she's a really interesting person. And mm. that's what makes her such a great artist. I think, I think what I found probably most interesting about it is just like the scope of it. It's like, it reminded yeah. me in some ways of like Beyonce, just kind of this really mm. kind of loud brash. It had this like choral singing, like really kind of big production, yeah. really grand. And then it's like suddenly within the same song, there's like a really close mic kind of spoken word 
part of it and it's got like, everything it's got like the intimacy of that but then this kind of grand choral communal singing mm. kind of section in the same song it just kind of really made me feel like i was kind of going in and out of this person's like psyche or something yeah you know it's, i you know all my my criticisms of this album aren't even criticisms i think it's just mm. it's literally just all oral preference i think i don't think i could fairly critique it because i think it's brilliant i do think the album is yeah. brilliant it i won't necessarily go back and like listen to it over and over again but i think like what's how many times do you listen to an album in your life if i listen to that album like four times from start to finish it's probably a great no album. this this is it's just so it's so self-confident it's so brave it, it's just unapologetically she's doing everything she wants to do with it and i just feel like i mean obviously you don't know what's going on inside her head but i just feel mm. like it um, the end product is what she's probably imagined because it's yeah. so imaginative. Yes, a it's a single. Vi- it's a very much a single vision album. It's uh, all heard, yeah. and that's a very much a positive thing. Kieran, did you did you dig or did you not dig? Uh, some of it I liked. Uh, there was a song called "What well, the actual title track on the record." Prioritized mm. pleasure. Uh, yeah, had quite an industrial vibe, which I dug. It reminded me a bit of health. Yeah, and also yeah. that kind of feedback sound that reminded me of you. That reminded me, if someone had employed you to do some production on a pop song, <laughs> that's what would have come out. Just yeah. a load of kind of distorted feedback. And I was like, yeah, Kieran would like that one. Plus, there were quite a bit of uh, trip-hoppy moments, which reminded me a bit of early Massive Attack and Portishead. Which mm. Yeah, that's well. a good call. Yeah. Good shout. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, as in, like, her influences were clear, but I don't think she was like, oh, I want to make this song sound like them. It was just just one of the influences she'd taken on board. Um, How many made it through yeah, your system, Joe? Out of 13 tracks, eight remain on the playlist. Wow. Strong. strong it's, it's strong. I think I may have been unnecessarily harsh with a couple of them, but uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a very good record. Just generally, does the overall length of the album make a difference to you when you're judging this? It, I think it depends on the artist, really. Yeah. Uh, I think it depends on the style of music for me. I think that comes down to it a lot. I'm going to take a little break, guys. Much like we're in an actual pub having this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, the next album we'll discuss is uh, Nova Twins. Now I'm going to Kieran's first with this one. Because I think it's his favourite album this year. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Go on. 13-year-old Kieran would have loved <laughs> this record. And I'll tell you why. No, uh, it basically sounds to me uh, like a Kitty slash Spine Shank record. Wow! Spine Shank. It's got the it's got Great the references. it's got the screamy ladies mixed with the two thousands early industrial. That drum is beat. incredible. They are two. That's two band names I haven't heard in over no. twenty years. <laughs> I had the Spine Shank album, that one that came out. I think um, I saw Kitty live. Yeah, yeah, I saw them live as well. Because I oh was God. a goth. <laughs> <laughs> you were a goth and still are. <laughs> Absolute goth. Um, can I be honest and say, I didn't think these albums were still being made. Uh, yeah, that's why I was very confused I, when the, I pressed play on this. I was shocked. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to jump onto the other side of this. Uh, very low oh, fence of right course now. The I th- tall fans jump. No, in. no. It's look. I think I think Kitty and Spine Shake is a is a simplistic review. I gave it a few listens because my first reaction was similar to yours, Kieran. Right, where I was like, "What the hell is this? I can't believe I'm hearing this." But like, I so I forced myself 
I had to force myself the first couple of times to listen through it a few more times. And I'm starting to, it's starting to grow on me a bit. I think I'm starting to like see under the surface a bit. But like if you listen through the album and you get through that first layer of just like loud, grunty, distorted bass, there's like things in there that I think are why I can see why it's been nominated. I think there's some things about it are interesting. I think hearing... I'm going to try and go through these as quickly as possible, right? Hearing, like, white male-dominated new metal trash music from the perspective mm-hmm. of of two young kind of mixed-race women mm-hmm. is an interesting starting point. And I think lyrically, they they kind of... They're quite interesting at points. And I think that, you know, what they're trying to do is is almost like, I don't know, like repurpose that white male dominated genre and be like now we're gonna own this now i think it's quite something quite powerful about that for for me like i knew that it wouldn't be that popular with you guys but i i honestly didn't make that link this sort of retrospective link to that era of time it's a new metal yeah really not all i saw it as was refreshingly different to to everything else that's around at the moment and from the first track i was like oh yeah right this is something worth listening to and i was like immediately right this deserves a nomination but when you were in your teens early teens how into the new metal phase were you well i wasn't that into it that's probably the probably the thing but to me it was it was refreshing and i enjoyed it and i definitely see the merits of it Uh, but like it didn't personally resonate. It didn't personally resonate with me at all. It was like an intellectual listen, and it sort of didn't. Right. I, but didn't yeah, hold my also, interest. And mm. it's the shortest record on the list. It's thirty-one minutes long. <laughs> right. so, so for for it not to be able to hold your attention for half an hour is quite a quite a, a fault against it. But it, it's the most different, most refreshing album on the list. But I, yeah, I think again, I I was going to kind of broaden my point a bit. I think it's also simplistic to just kind of pigeonhole it into some kind of new metal or even metal i I think there's there's obviously influences in it from genres outside of that there's a bit of like kind of grime in it and there's also i feel like a bit of this like aggression of like the prodigy or something this kind of like in your face like brash I don't. It's almost like they're saying to you, "I don't give a shit if you like this or not. You're going to fucking hear it." <laughs> I, I agree like, with you, and 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 the points that, of the album that I did like, which were irritatingly few and far between, uh, they were. It was genuinely interesting, but always ruined by something <laughs> that f- would immediately followed it. So, for like, ex- you know, like Limp Biscuit's cover of Faith. Like, Faith is an undeniable tune. Why have you got a goal silly in yeah, the chorus? On my on my um, notes here, silly. my my favourite song, like musically, is on this album is Puzzles. Right, but I, I've got here that quite often the lyrics they're playing with this sort of kitsch threshold, and then they quite often go mm. over the threshold. And in that song, there's the line, "Big bad candy man, give a girl a bone." And I was just like, oh, that's such a shame because I like this song. I would say in my playlist, out of 11 songs, mm-hmm. only two remain uh, from this album. But one of them is Puzzles, Steve. Oh, oh, good. So that that one that one <laughs> I, also stuck I think it's well. riffs done well, which is rare. It's, it's just rare. It was interesting. You can't mm. say it's not interesting yeah. now in the context of right now what's yes. happening. I agree. I don't think there's many bands right now that are coming out releasing this kind of music. And the way I see it after a few listens is it's almost like just watching a really mad action movie that even though 
you know you don't really like action movies that much mm. it's like it's like watching what is i don't these guys are obviously critically acclaimed but it's, i get the feeling like i'm watching a bad action movie but i just love it i just it's one of those action movies i've watched since i was a kid and i'm watching it for half an hour of just like sheer like energy and just like it's an experience that's, for half that's... an hour that's wicked because I, I think I approached it more cynically because I'd because this is another one of the records that I'd never I'd never heard of them beforehand. When it all starts kicking off, what it reminds me of is oh yeah, I have started seeing teenagers wearing corn t-shirts again, <laughs> and it's just like I just feel like and and because like I don't know if you guys have listened to like popular radio or like you see the songs that are popular through TikTok and stuff like that. I just feel like we're entering another hole of just absolute nothing music. Yeah. And it's that's what's that's what's worrying me. And I thought, oh god, if this is going to get Mercury nominated, what's next year going to? So I mean, I suppose it, I was coming at, at it from a pessimistic standpoint, and also I really don't want to be rude because it clearly does have its place for people, like much like all music does. Um, yeah. And annoyingly, some of these songs did have really great parts, but just it's just not for me, and that's fine. <laughs> do, you know, <laughs> okay. do you know what the first track made me feel like? The teenagers band in High Fidelity. Okay, you know the yeah, kids yeah, that are yeah, yeah, the stuff yeah, out yeah, of the yeah. I know exactly. You're going to read the fucking Mercedes. Yeah, that, exactly. that's what they strike me as. They're like that in real life. <laughs> well, okay. Next, let's discuss Wet Leg. When I think this is going to be one of the many times where I'm going to be. Um, I'm going to contradict myself because uh, some of the okay. things that I might criticise other albums, other albums on this list for, are probably present in this record, which just shows you, for a start, how fickle and redundant all art criticism is. Because I yeah. love this record, oh, uh, and also yeah. crucially, this isn't a, a review podcast. This is this is a <laughs> replication true. of a pub conversation. Um, <laughs> This is this is this is one of the few albums that I was already a fan of before the nominations came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the influences are there; they're very clear. Uh, uh, once again, doesn't sound as cynical as some other albums. Uh, it sounds more like a band who have written songs because they were fun to write, and that's the sort of thing that I just find yeah. so infectious. I think with any good record, regardless of genre. Uh, those performing it have to mean the songs. And I don't mean it like it's got to be a love song or it's got to be like a powerful message or anything. I just mean they have to just enjoy it or like they have to have a real passion behind it. And from listening to this album, I just think this band would be a lot of fun to go to the pub with. I'd like to be talking to them now about what's going on. <laughs> they're like they're like if post-punk was first conceived of now, this mm. is what it would sound like. Just like postpone, but like more fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, like lines are like my favorite line in the album is: "Is your mother worried? Would you like us to assign someone to worry your mother?" That is what a great line. Brilliant. <laughs> What's a, I mean, that song. I mean, and also because when I first, that was the first song I heard. I heard that I think last year, uh, Shays Long, which was you know it was the sound of last summer and it was the sound of this summer as well. And when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is like uh, the Ting Tings. But, you know, but just a bit better. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, <laughs> I, but I also, I just thought they, I thought they would vanish much like the Ting Tings did. But then I heard the album and the whole album mm. is very good. And I think it's one of those albums that also where the songs that aren't the singles are actually where some of the highlights are, I think. Mm. And I think they're one, of those, uh, they're one of those bands that I think you hear the singles and you might 
assume they're one kind of band, but I think they're more than that. I think they're more than what you hear in like Shays Long. Absolutely. And there's a couple of songs like Angelica, which I think is an absolute tune. Mm, mm, mm. And they just they just know how to write melodies and yeah. riffs. Some bands some bands are just weird, like they just have all the weird stuff. But that's easy to do, right? But it's yeah. what's hard is to thread it into like really well crafted songs mm. and also yeah. accessible songs. And I reckon this there'll be a gateway band for people who wouldn't normally listen to like weird music to get mm. into like alternative stuff. I'm interested to see what they do next because I wonder whether I wonder how much they'll take on board from, you know, critics and stuff and try to consciously replicate what they what was so good in the first album because I'm not sure they can or if yeah. they just keep it natural and just write what they want to write, I think they'll do a great album. Kieran, what do you think? Uh so I feel the same about you. I'm wondering what they're going to come up with next. Uh similar mm. to how much we used to love War Paint. Yes. I think like with this record, um for me, I actually hated the lyrics. The music I loved. The music is very us going on tour. That's what it reminded me of. Very tour band music. But the lyrics were just too obviously euphemistic for me. Just couldn't couldn't get on board (laughs) with it. And that's why, because I I really predicted that reaction from you, Kieran, exactly that about music and lyrics for them. And that's why Wet Leg and Nova Twins are the two artists that I'm most sort of interested about where they're going to score from us i can't oh, place okay. them where they're interesting going well uh i'll tell you that uh of the 12 songs on their album 10 remained on my playlist Ooh. wow and i'll have to say that some were lucky to remain uh I, I think i would have naturally removed them but because i've had i've been quite i've been overexposed to this record so some songs i've just given the benefit of the doubt to uh but up next uh, Koji Radical, Reason to Smile. Looking at a brave face, like which one should I choose? Staring at the pieces, like which one should I move? The fear was like Medusa. Right, let's every... I want you three to predict what I think about this record. I think you... I think you like this record. And I'll say that like because it. I like this record. It is fucking brilliant. This is so... <laughs> it is so good. It's like... It's as... It, do you know how I felt? I'm not saying it's similar, although there are similarities, mm. but I felt the same as when I first heard College Dropout. What? Okay, I no, like, I can really? see. Do you know Because That's the level I'm talking about for this. The note, the, the note that I put here, and the thing that I was most impressed by this album, uh, was I think it's so difficult for British rappers to have an American influence yeah. or American influences so apparent in their music and not just sound like a bad parody. Yeah. And this album, I thought, absolutely nailed it. Like, he can switch and bring a little bit of a grimy vibe in, mm, mm, but mm. most of the time it's just just flat out, just hip-hop. He could be American. He could be, you know, a contemporary of, of, of Kanye. Like mm. It felt like an American hip-hop record to me. Yeah, it does. It really and does. I, doesn't I love it? it when British artists do that and just un, unashamed. Un, if they do, do it, if they do it right, because it can sound it. so bad. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But like this is done so well, and you know what? It mm. what's even rarer in hip hop that, that this album does is it just complete. It's completely consistent and smashes verses and choruses. It yeah. does. Uh, I think. I think he's made an album that, for the most part really it hooks you in and then doesn't let you get bored yeah and i think he he touches on 
a variety of different topics, some serious, some lighter, but it always keeps the music fun. And the for, for my playlist, the songs that I've removed, and it may seem harsh, my judging, but the the only reason I've removed them are down to either the artist that's featuring on the track right. or uh, that the album is, in my opinion, a bit too long. I think 15 songs is a bit too long for this record. I'd say trim the fat. Mm. 52 minutes. You know what, though? I, I mean, I have to admit, I've always struggled with UK like hip-hop. I don't know why. It's like I hear it sometimes. It must be something to do with delivery or something, but it's, I've never found it as like like exciting or interesting as like US hip hop. Mm -hmm. But I did like this. And I think maybe the reason I like this so much is because I just think this guy has just got charisma like in buckets. Mm. It's like his his delivery sounds like as soon as like literally the first couple of lines, I'm like, whoa, like this guy. Yeah, I think I can't sum it up any better than from my eyes in other than just to say he's just so charismatic and just seems to have it's just so interesting to listen to. You feel like you get enveloped in his in his voice. Mm. Yeah, I really liked it. Loved it, Kieran. What did you think? Because I know I know you're not a big rap fan, Kieran. Uh, again, I don't care about rap, but I did like some of the music. Uh, so the three mm-hmm. tracks that I actually really I actually liked three tracks: uh, "War Outside," uh, "Reason to mm-hmm. Smile." I really liked the bass line in that. Yeah. Yes, uh, great opener. And "Pusher Man" BWI. Even though I don't know what BWI stands for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I think that I, well, that's that's big for you because I honestly thought you'd uh, just straight reject this record. So that's big. But uh, so of the songs remaining out of fifteen on my playlist, uh, ten remain. Uh, but as I say, the ones that were removed were down to length of the album, and but more importantly, whoever was featuring on the song itself. But uh, up next is. Uh, Let's talk about let's talk about little Sims. Sometimes I might be introvert. The kingdom's on fire, the blood of a young messiah. I see sinners in a church, I see sinners in a church. Sometimes I might be introvert. There's a war inside. I hear battle cries, mothers burying sons, young boys playing with guns. This album made my end of year list last year. I loved it then, and I loved it now, and I don't care. I'm gonna be a hypocrite once again. There's 19 songs on this record, and I love it. (laughs) Koji Radical did 15, and it's too long. But if you're Little Sims, you can do what you want. 19 songs is absolutely fine. (laughs) 65 minutes. Yeah, let's start with how many you you kept, how many tracks you kept on, Joe. Okay, right. Now, what we need to take into account here... You can't take any off. Well, no, as I say, I've had to be very... I was very harsh with every album apart from some where I was very kind. And I'll let listeners make their mind up with that. Uh, There are five interludes on this record. So technically, you could say it's a 14-track album, but I think each interlude is important to the album as a whole. Yeah. I would say it's a very near-perfect album, this. I really, really love it. And I've I've, I've rinsed it over the last year, so it's it's quite an unfair judgment. Uh, So out of 19, I've kept 15 songs. But out of 14, I've kept 12. And I was very harsh on the two that I cut out. And yeah. I almost wish I hadn't cut them out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you've just done that just because you felt you had to cut. I've something. done it because I felt I had to. I think it's, I would have kept the whole album. For me, it's the perfect record. It, it's like... 
she does she makes an amazing album right mm. that that we all loved and you think you're never going to top that you know and then um well even even uh it's, it's drop six it's called in it the ep mm. in between i i even love that but this this was like she's taken a step up and i i think i said something similar on our end of end of year podcast in 2021 i just can't believe that she produced something even better my hmm. my thing with her when i when i listen to her and i listen to the way that she structures songs and i listen to the way she structures an album because i'm i've tried i've tried to get in touch with her more than once to try and get her on this podcast no response as yet through her <laughs> management or anyone but we're trying listeners but genuinely when i think of like what i'd ask her it would be like, so you know, where do you start with <laughs> yeah. this stuff? How do you do it? Because I can't think like Well, you. one of the things that I actually put <laughs> down uh, for my notes was that what genre is this? Because yeah. sometimes it went very, yeah. sometimes it was just regular 90s hip hop with samples. Uh, and then the next song would be an 80s synth wave vibe type song. Didn't really yeah, understand what was going, going go. on. Yeah. Is that a good or go. bad thing in your eyes, Kieran? I know it was a good thing. It kept it interesting for me. Mm. Mm. I think, once again, I think this is probably an album that ha- has very clear influences, but it, that's a sign of how good it is, is that I don't even think about what's influencing this record. I'm just letting it happen to well, me. Well, similar to, it seems accomplished, basically, similar to Prioritised Pleasure. It's like, mm. like, you know where you're going with this. And I don't, and I'm just really happy to follow along. I think main highlight for me is just it's just the sound of it. It just sounds oh, great. It's lush, it's wicked, isn't it? it just sounds it's lush. Great. I also can't believe it's on this year's Mercury because it, it feels like ages ago that it came. Yeah, yeah, it does because because we've listened to it. We've all listened to it so much, so many times. Yeah, but right. I think well, okay, well, so I think we're all basically in agreement with that one. Who's uh, next? So next is. Uh, the bit, the big man, the pop star himself, Harry Styles with Harry's House. Holding me back, gravity's holding me back. I want you to Can we start with Kieran on this one? I'm interested in Kieran's opinion on Harry Styles. Kieran, talk to me. All right, let's kick off with Harry Styles. Uh, didn't care about One Direction. Don't really care about his solo career. Uh, but the problem with Harry Styles, in my opinion, is that you can't bloody get away from him. Uh, so the first song that I listened to uh, was uh, the single As It Was. Uh, I think I've heard mm-hmm. that on numerous adverts and TV shows and Instagram videos mm-hmm. and TikTok videos. Yeah. Uh, so I pretty much knew the song from start to finish already without even knowing it. Um, I think the only thing that I actually liked about this record was the production was outrageous. But of course, of course it yeah, is. Yeah, it's cracking. Uh, oh, it's ex- and there was some, expensive. there was actually some really really great synth production on there. Uh, yeah. Not 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 cheesy cheesy synth, like actual. You could hear some really great synth production. So that's the only thing that I took away from it as a positive. Uh, but I couldn't care less about <laughs> Harry Styles and <laughs> or One Direction. But I understand how popular um, he is. Uh, I understand that he's the next Paul McCartney, probably. Shut up! No, you're just saying that so I change my mind. He's, he's, by the way, he's the only the only one not performing at the show. Is he really? Yeah. Why is he not performing? Because he's on has a he got mega a tour? US tour. Oh, of course, because right. he's playing. Yeah. He's probably playing to giant stadium or something. Yeah. 
Um, look, I mean, look, I don't think we're who his record label has in mind when it comes to promoting <laughs> this album. But I, th- I honestly think some of this album is, or a lot of this album even, is undeniable. I think, uh, I think the things I'll forgive this album for the things that I wouldn't necessarily forgive some other albums on this list for. For example, and we'll come to this later, the Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler record. For example, like the, the opening track of Harry Styles' album uh, has a bunch of like quite cheesy production in it. Mm. But because it has this kind of like, almost, like quite clear Prince influence... And it's but it's aimed at the mainstream, and it's not doesn't sound like everything you would hear on like Radio One. I'm more than willing to forgive it, but because something that so should so firmly be in my wheelhouse does something a little cheesy, I'm less likely to forgive yeah. that. This is uh, this yeah. is uh, for for my notes. By the way, this is the only album on my little iPhone notes thing that takes mm-hmm. up the whole screen. Oh well, okay. Right. <laughs> Sit um, back. <laughs> but for each of them, I put like a little subtitle, mm-hmm. and it links into what you're saying because it was basically it made me think about expectations and how they yes. affect your reception of music. Mm-hmm. So, like, I admit that when I was listening through all the nominees, like, I noticed, oh, it's Harry Styles. Like, what's this? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I hadn't heard the record, but I already. I was trying to stop myself from forming opinions or mm, preconceptions, mm. you know. But like, I was I was expecting like a bang average record that was that had just been sort of put in the list as a kind of statement. Mm-hmm. Just try, you know, maybe it sort of moves. You know, it builds awareness of the the award. He's so big that it actually even raises the right, awareness sure. level yeah, of the yeah. awards, and and it's just quite. It's you know. People like to do different things. Like you wouldn't expect him to be on this list. Therefore, it's a kind of cool experiment to put him on it, right? Mm. So kind of my reception of the album was always tainted by this, like me wondering why, you know, why are you on this list? Like, And then even when I really enjoyed a track, you're like, oh yeah, no, actually that is really worthy of being on this mm. list. You th- You thought it was like the Mercury is doing the whole... Actually, Mrs. Brown's Boys is really funny. Yeah, doing yeah, that sort of thing. yeah. Like a sort of retrospective M people. <laughs> you mm. <know>? Yeah. <laughs> like saying, hey, listen, M people won this thing. But as the, in terms of the flow of the album, I thought they were just basically peaks and drops. Like, I won't go into like every single track, but broadly speaking, it starts really strongly, gets a little bit weaker, and then picks up towards the end. And then tails off again. Like this, of all the albums that should be trimmed, in my opinion, it's this one. So I'm actually, I'm really interested to see how many tracks made it into your final list. Out of 13 songs, I kept nine. I was Because I was impressed. I, I didn't dislike a song enough to get rid of, apart from four. Um, Another one I'm interested uh, to see where it lands. And that, Well, up next, Sam Fender, 17 Going Under. Wasn't wasn't a massive fan of this one. I think the stuff again in it that I thought was okay. Had a bit of a kind of Springsteen vibe. I like some of the kind of mm, momentum. I wrote Springsteen. Like the, yeah, like the momentum and this 
you feel like you're driving a car down a really long straight road in some stretch yeah. of desert somewhere in the west of the United States. And like, I kind of, I know he's not from there, but that's the kind no, of vibe. It's a, it's a, it's a Geordie. I mean, it's funny you say that. Yeah, my first, it, uh, my first observation was pop music with a country twang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't feel like country in it, to be honest. But it just felt like um... K- Kieran thinks anything that has interesting riders, jazz, and anything that's American is country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is the country I... it comes from. <laughs> but this had the li- this had the kind of the least about it that I th- that made me kind of, that kept my attention. I think, and um, I think there's there's plenty of artists that do that kind of music way better and in a way more interesting way even look like war and drugs and stuff who you, you would almost put them in the same genre but they're just they're way ahead in terms of how they're doing it in wrong. my head in terms of the way wrong. it feels and wrong. the vibe this is the but point of the Steve, night in the pub when we start to get loud we start to get a bit in each other's faces and a bit, <laughs> a bit someone's got to calm us down wrong <laughs> Go on. No, I'm interested. No, this is great. I want to hear your opinion on it. Again, expectations um, affecting it. So, you know, I said what I was expecting from Harry Styles. From this, I really regret not listening to this earlier. And the reason I... The reason I didn't listen to it was because I was expecting, like, as you're saying it is now, like, like, you know, Radio X fodder. Just, like, standard, like, Mm. commercial indie, right? But I think it's got something really special about it. I think the lyrics are like classic without being cliched. I think they're always really interesting. The proper like working class, like direct, no like fruity, flowery metaphors. It's just like, just, I don't know. It's like a through ball. A perfect slide will <laughs> pass this album. Let's sneak a football analogy in. Kieran, there. you're shaking your head. Uh, my second note was, I bet Steve loves this record. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if Chris Martin and Gary Lightbody had had a baby, it would be Sam Fender. No, it's... And that it's is, much, that, it's that's much, genuinely that's what I have written down in my notes. Yeah, but it's much tougher than that sort of music. It's, it's way more direct, like I'm saying. I, I just think, and it's great fun, and it's a good thing. To, and I'm definitely, I'm going to listen to the record again. With the, with the, with this album, I'm going in. I'm going in with a bias, and, and I know that because I I know that I'm already not that keen on his music. And as as Steve said, it's you know the radio X of it all. Yeah. Um, and but the thing is that Sam Fender really does resonate with a lot of people. Yeah. And I did keep that in mind while I was listening to it, and. Yeah. You know, if I'm painting with a very broad brush, I think those that really love Sam Fender's music are generally probably younger people just discovering adult world. You know, I, th- I do think if I was aged between probably 16 and 21, I'd adore this music. Um, but, and, and also, but also, crucially, I don't mean that as a criticism. I just mean that my taste has just changed to the point where this doesn't resonate with me as much. However... Lyrically, I really like him. Uh, some of the songs got me so nostalgic, like as it, like as in where it hurt a little bit, yeah. thinking about a youth that didn't actually happen. Yeah. You know, uh, it's uh, a cross between sort of like recent indie and Springsteen. Neither thing I'm that interested in. But if I'm in a sunny field at a festival, I'm drinking beer from a, a, a paper cup. I'm more than happy to have Sam Fender yeah. smashing it on stage while while there. I, I I I like him 
a lot more than I like this album. This is where this is where it gets interesting because I I'm interested to see where that lands at the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, much like with the next one, actually. So next on the list is Joy Crooks with Skin. In the summer of sixteen, was it love or nicotine that made us mellow on the thirty-five? It was honey. This is one of the ones I hadn't heard before. Um, Same. And I I like it. Uh, I really liked it, actually. I don't really have much to t- say on this record. I think the similarity between her voice and Amy Winehouse's first album is unavoidable. Yes. But uh, I like this record a lot more than I liked Amy Ryan- Winehouse's first yeah. album. Uh, great lyrics, great storytelling. Songs are catchy. I'll, I'll be going back. Uh, the only song I... The, the one song I really didn't like uh, was only because it's one of the songs on the FIFA menus. <laughs> you know what it's interesting you say that because i had the fewest notes on this one as well almost like mm. this one just kind of this album just happened to me yeah and yeah I, I really like it and it's like i'm listening to it while i'm listening to it i'm enjoying it but then afterwards it's sort of i don't know i didn't feel this instant kind of need to go back again though no and sure. i wonder if i wonder if i don't know i don't want to put too much criticism on this one i think it's a really good album Mm. maybe there's something there under the surface that like why is it that we've we like it you know we like it but it just happens and maybe yeah, we haven't got there's lots no to say deep about analysis it. to this is maybe there? that's it's it just... well i think the one yeah, thing that i noted just... was that even though uh she does sound like amy winehouse in terms of the singing there was no mm. single genre throughout this record again it went quite trip hop yeah. yeah, that's true uh there was a bit of blue-eyed soul on there there was like show jazz it was quite interesting actually in terms of the different types of music that was going on yeah she showed off a, a very she showed off her great voice but at no point was it ever showy yeah it was it's never it's never overly performative it's just you know well-written songs performed really well yeah sounds wicked is catchy yeah great lyrics sound is so good yeah you yeah. guys were searching for who's going to be my new favorite artist from this list oh, and I was determined really? not to fall in love with an artist just because of how <laughs> you're going to take the piss out of me but this is the one like really it's a great record it's isn't very it? uh, you know I'm not going to tell you but it like I love this record uh, wow the way you were talking about some of the other artists mate yeah it's retrospective without being de- derivative like she can just like you're saying borrow from all these different yes yeah yes so very that's very well it's so mature like in terms of her voice but also Mm. lyrically and style wise she's only 23 and i I can't wait for the rest of her career like after after listening to this album like a lot of times in a row i then was searching interviews and i love how she is in interviews She's just like a really interesting artist, and I'm just going to be Love on it. board for whatever comes next. Like this is a great record. Songs remaining on the playlist out of thirteen, I kept ten. Wow, the Good. removals are all from the second half of the record. Not unlearn uh, you. You kept unlearn you. No, of course I kept unlearn you, Stephen. Throw <laughs> up. <laughs> Bueno. Uh, I wish I knew how to pronounce this. Is tre- Trezor? Trezor? Is it? I'm assuming it's. Yeah, a I struggled word. with ah. some of the uh, the track names on this record. 
You're assuming it's Welsh, are you? I Welcome <laughs> to my notes section. I also oh. assumed it's Welsh. The album is sung in Cornish. You know, this, this isn't one of the ones I I enjoyed very much. And oh, okay. The Cornish language thing was like the most interesting thing about it to me. And maybe that's because I couldn't connect with it without understanding the lyrical content. But that's not really an excuse because there's loads of, well, instrumental music and uh-huh. loads of, uh, like I listen to a lot of French pop and stuff. I don't know what they're saying. But I just couldn't connect with it. Really? That's interesting. Because Gwenna herself is Welsh, though, isn't she? She's got one she's, Welsh she's parent and one Cornish parent. The influences on this record were incredibly Welsh. Uh, I, I mean, because I, did, I, I, I didn't, you know, I thought I was worried that it was going to be redundant to compare her to, to other Welsh artists. But she really reminds me of people like Griff Rees and Kate Le Bon. And I'm not angry about that at all. Uh, this is exactly the sort of album that I would have obsessed over, I think, in my early 20s, like, alongside bands like, you know, Broadcast and Stereo Lab and Monard and people like that. But I think, but I, however, I am with you, Steve, in that it doesn't all stick with me. It's one of those albums that at the very start really grabbed me and I was like, oh, I love this vibe. And then all of a sudden I realised I haven't been listening for 10 minutes. Yeah. Just to, just to exhibit the broad range of opinions in this band... Uh-huh. I absolutely loved this record. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Do you know what? I, I had a feeling you would. loved it. This, for me, was just layers and layers and layers of just, like, depth. And, like, you keep listening to it. I thought every song had something really interesting going on, like, instrumentation-wise. Mm-hmm. And every time I listened to a song, I was like, oh, I've got to go back. I want to hear that again. I feel like I missed something here. I listen to it again. I feel like there's another section, another instrument that I didn't get enough of the last time I listened to it and I think part of it was because of the language I think it had this like ethereal kind of vibe to me because I couldn't understand it it was like you know when you listen to like Sigur Ross or something like years ago when you first mm. discovered Sigur Ross it just felt like you were listening to something otherworldly or something that's what and people I, said about Enya it had <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that I think this is an album Kieran would like, but uh, I, I don't know Kieran, anymore. Kieran, there's songs on this album I nailed on. I thought that you'd Mate, love. So genuinely, there were. I again just could not stand the singing at all. Um, but what was offensive about the I just, singing? Just, I don't understand. I just, it was brilliant. Not my, it just wasn't for me, mate. Sorry. Um, but what I did really like was how, like Jack said, it was a really layered... All the tracks were really layered, but it kept the lo-fi feel to it. Yes. It, it was like it was like maximalist minimalism. It was like it had really interesting... It's like it was like lo-fi, but it had like loads of interesting electronic sounds <laughs> at the same time but it never like the drums were like almost like 60s production drums they were like really tight really crisp like no reverb and i just honestly like you stole a couple of my references joe that i wrote down like stereo lab broadcast i'm it's in that bracket for me it's that kind of wow. like really interesting i'm not saying they're as she's as good as those right yeah no but it's in that sort of you know that that vibe of sort of like late 90s early noughties Yes, you know that sort of indie avant-garde. Do you know? You know, Stereo yeah. Lab were, were listed as one of the original post-rock bands because it was that yeah. sort of rock setup, 
but for non-rock purposes. Yeah. But they're not like post-rock as we would describe it now. But it's just they were doing something different, and that's. But I think she Gweno fits in that little bracket. That gulky zygotic monkey. That sort of weird. Yeah. Slightly off. I mean, I I I liked it um, on the playlist. Uh, out of ten songs, six remain, um, and I think the four that were removed were basically just because I hadn't even realised I was listening to them. Right. Next up, the penultimate record is uh, Fergus McCready's Forest Floor. Now, okay, here we go. We're in Kieran territory. I want to hear what Kieran's saying about this record. Loved it. Next. Of course you did. Knew it! Knew well, it! Of course. Knew you'd, live, knew you'd well, love this record. Why wouldn't I love it? Like, especially with the opening track. Bonkers. Bonkers jazz. That is, Kieran, <laughs> that is Kieran's Is this lounge jazz? <laughs> lounge jazz. <laughs> I think, I th- and also, I, I, I mean, I think personally, as, instru- as instrumental artists, all of us, uh, I think we should throw our full support behind <laughs> this record. But, and I do like it, but I don't like it as much as I really want to like, like it. Like we're all in a union I mean, I, together. I just think, yeah, I know, exactly, because he, he, this guy's had the gall to go out without singing. Um, because it's, uh, So I, uh, I genuinely know, didn't read up on any of these artists, and I didn't know much about at least half of them. Uh, so I was sitting there waiting for the singing to start, and when it didn't happen, I was pumped. My, my issue with it is it starts with this bonkers jazz sound, and I'm like, okay, I am in. I, you've hooked me. And then the next track, he goes just a little bit Nora Jones for my liking. <laughs> and I, and it, that, that turns me Maybe off. My criticism of this record is that I don't think it's anything new. Yeah. I've heard no, it it's all not. before. But they're doing it very well. I, I enjoyed every track. <clears throat> but it's not gr- like groundbreaking. In my opinion, I wouldn't say any any nominated album is doing anything new this year. Um, really, uh, I think what this is is a great example of the importance of the song order of an album, and the, and uh, I think it's a justification for of why people like us spend months arguing the case for specific album orders because <laughs> yeah. i think this album has been put together in the wrong order uh, i think oh. it's just a, it's a bunch of short stories rather than a lovely long novel i reckon it's too long for you, you it's 55 minutes it's it's way it's, out right of okay joe, this look okay bracket. it's way over 40 minutes yeah. so <laughs> so it's not it's obviously going to annoy me uh i ju- no i just i just think I don't think it's an album I'd go back to and listen to again from start to finish. I think it's, well, for starters, it's the token jazz record that's on every year's shortlist. Right, Which sure. I, I don't like that. That seems to be a sort of a rule that's coming through. I did, I enjoyed the record, right? So like, I'll caveat this with, with, with saying that I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But um, like my little subtitle was Jazz Veneer. It's like... It's ostensibly it's jazz. Factually, it's jazz. It's a jazz record, right? But it, it, it's the way it, it uses like these super established, like almost like folky conventions. Like it always resolves so comfortably to the one, like in 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 mm. such a predictable. And I way. think that might be 
possibly how it's got through as a a Mercury yeah. nominated record. Oh, do you because think? it's a lot more accessible than imagine if it was that bonkers jazz from start to finish, unpredictable. Well, then I'd love it more. I'd love it more. It's funny, you know, we do have a, a broad mix of opinions here. Like, and I think some of the things that, like Steve said about, um, it was almost like folk music on, that you, you almost imagined it when I was listening to it being played on a guitar on the piano. And I quite liked mm. that. I quite I thought it was quite interesting. And also, like obviously, as a drummer, I'm listening to it probably the first time through, really focusing on drums and the bass. And I liked the vibe of how it, it probably isn't improvised, right? These guys are obviously just virtuosos, but it felt like it was improvised. And I liked that feeling of like some of the songs just not having that kind of straight beat or even not, not you know, even in a jazz sense in that it's not, you know, straight four to the floor, but it like, like you said, resolves at the end of a bar or four bars mm. or eight bars or whatever. It was just felt like a lot of it was improvised and it felt like it wasn't showing off either. Yeah, quite liked it. Uh, and of the eight songs on the record, actually five remain. Um, but I think that's... It's difficult because I think it's less uh, an endorsement and more of just, this is tolerable, so I'm keeping it on the playlist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I can't imagine any of us going to the wall to like say, like, this should win this prize, you know? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, spoiler alert, Steve. Hmm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> last, the last album to discuss, uh, Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler for all our days that tear the heart. For all our days that tear the heart Leave us nowhere I like this record. Uh... I don't know if it's a bias just because I love Jesse Buckley, but I was delighted when I saw it nominated, um, though I don't think it stands a chance. Um, no. I, fir- I first heard the singles uh, a few weeks before the album came out, and this was on a recommendation, and it just so happened that I first heard them as I was walking to the cinema to go and see the film Men, which stars Jesse Buckley, and... And I was really enjoying those singles. And that was compounded by her performance in the film, uh, which also involves her singing to great effect. Uh, But much like that film, this album is flawed, annoyingly. Um, Though I was happy to see her nominated. Uh, I I don't have loads to say on it, if I'm honest. Um, It's not exactly reinventing music though some would say there are parts where it's maybe reinventing laura marling's i speak because i can <laughs> uh, but that's an entire that's a, that's another conversation it's yet another album on this list that's wears its influences on its sleeve um i think some of the songs are well the songs are very well written i think jesse buckley has a great voice uh we know bernard butler can produce uh i pr- much prefer the more ethereal songs to the anthemic ones is it um, Suede he, he, he was in? He was in Suede. Yeah. He's, he's produced loads. He produced, I mean, the McCalmont and Butler. Uh, 
I think he produced Duffy's record. I think he produced Libertine's, the first Libertine single. He, he's done He's done a lot. He's had hits. Joe, I have to go next so that we don't finish on a negative. <laughs> it's style over substance, this record. Like, it's very right. well made. Yeah, so that's sure. a testament to what we would what you were just saying mm-hmm. but it's just so it, it's the it's the fir- the first record on this list I, I actually struggled to get through like wow okay I, I i i had to listen to it in two sittings because um i mean it i was struggling with it throughout it's like a sort of like a musical it's like very melodramatic yeah and it's i mean i was waiting for, for- the the extra element that came in that made this like a mercury shortlist standard album i think basically all that does that is how well made it is and i will say that it sounds really lush it sounds great Mm. but it's when it gets to um beautiful regret like i nearly switched off at the opening line that i am the lover and the dreamer (laughs) which one's the lover and which (laughs) one's the dreamer (laughs) yeah but you get that all the time don't you um and but i thought no I'll, i'll i'll come on you're doing this as a sort of as a project you get through it but then i did switch off at the end where she sings regret and hits the t really hard and then laughs and and i just thought i can't this i just I, it, it's the only one where i was worrying about algorithms on on <laughs> <laughs> like you're watching something offensive on tiktok it's like i don't want the algorithm yeah exactly so I, I just i thought it was trying to be nico case but but failing when it first started i uh i thought it had a quite a kings of convenience vibe that's oh genuinely God. what i thought was going to happen uh and then again unfortunately i just did not like the singing i just could not get along with the singing uh, i don't know what i just don't know what it was i'd liked quite a bit of the music but again i just couldn't get on with the singing. yeah i think for me this is the one that had the biggest difference between how much I thought I'd like it and how much mm. I actually liked it. I thought I was going to really love it from what I'd heard. Sure. Um, but yeah, I actually, yeah, similar, I guess, to what Steve was saying. I just kind of felt like, as I was going through it, I just kind of, oh, okay. Well, I thought, it, all right, some of that's pretty cool. I don't mind that. That's nice. But it, I just kind of ended up finishing it and being a bit like, oh. <laughs> And I, and like, I don't have yeah I don't have like loads of kind of notes on this one. I just felt a little bit deflated afterwards. I think because I was expecting a lot from it. Whereas the mm. other ones, I guess I don't know. The other ones, I kind of I was was pleasantly surprised, or it kind of met my expectations. This one, it uh, maybe it didn't. I don't know why I had big expectations for it. I think I'm a big Jesse Buckley fan too, as an actress, yeah. <clears throat> as an actor. So yeah, maybe it was. I shouldn't be comparing those two things. One actor doesn't make a good musician, but. I mean, I'm not saying they're not good. I think it was good in places. Um, but yeah, I think it was the, the biggest difference between expectation and reality for yeah, me. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with you. And, and what, what's annoying for me is that the, the singles really compounded the expectation. Mm, yeah. In that I thought, okay, this album is going to be this quite ethereal, weird thing. And then I saw yeah. an, like quite a weird film that involved her singing weirdly. But once, it, you know, as I said, that film ended in a real letdown as much <laughs> as this album did but i still really liked the album but i think more because i was clinging on to those initial feelings of yeah. like real love that i had for those first couple of songs but yeah anyway but but gang that's that's the that's the whole <sighs> list 
Oof, now it's now, now it's time to score it. But Here before we, we score it, uh, with most episodes we stick out a uh, a playlist uh, to accompany, and you would think it would go hand in hand with this Mercury special that I would put a Mercury playlist together, but no. I think everyone just needs to go and listen to loads of low this week. Uh, sending lots of love to oh, uh, yeah. Mimi and the family. Yep. Um, we hope everything goes well with you guys. Uh, and, I mean, you know, there's not much we can do, really. But just go and listen and enjoy the music of low because they are amazing. Yes. Um, and, yeah, Agreed. sending all love and strength to you guys. Um, okay. Scoring time, gang. Right. Can we do this in reverse order to how we talked about them? So, so well, you want to go from... Uh, last, yeah, so most recent. You want to go from Jesse Buckley yeah. up to Yard Act. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> let's just go. Kieran, how many points are you giving Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler? Uh, believe it or not, I gave it nine. Nine points? Nine points. Well, now. So fourth, the uh, fourth best... In fourth place. That's interesting. So like Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler have made a Champions League spot there. But to be fair, Kieran didn't say many nice things today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack, what are you saying? Five. You're on five. Okay. Five. Eight uh, nice. Joe Power gives Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler seven points. Mm. Stephen I think you can guess what I've given. <laughs> Have you gone one? I've gone one point, 12th place, I... and it was the first one I put on the list. Wow. I'm absolutely blown yeah, away. So <laughs> Genuinely, that I really thought... And this is what I love about having these discussions. I honestly thought that Nova Twins was going to get four ones. So so we already know that that's off the board. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm, I'm glad Fergus. that no one, no one deserves to get four one. No, exactly, so. no one does. Uh, Fergus McCready. Uh, let's go start with Kieran. Eleven again. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Of I'm shocked. It's second. I thought I thought that was nailed on first. That's interesting. Are you going to give us totals uh, as we go, Joe? Uh, I well, do you know what? Yes. Because uh, <laughs> that's Eurovision. That's Eurovision. So okay, yeah, so Jesse again, Buckley then. and Bernard Butler's total is twenty-two. Uh, Jack Major, Fergus McCready, have yourself six points. Six points from Jack Major for Fergus McCready. Joe Power is awarding Fergus McCready four points. Stephen Peeling. Well, firstly, I would like to applaud myself for resisting <laughs> doing the Hello Germany calling Eurovision joke. <laughs> I just want you all to appreciate me for that. And also, just for any listeners that don't know that Steve lives in Germany. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, similar to you. Um, I've, I've sort of got mine are in little groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, there's a bottom two group. The second two is like... The last of the ones that I didn't really enjoy, they were just more of an intellectual listen. And sure. that's where this one is. I've got three points. What is wrong with you, Lars? Three points. That's interesting. And I've got to say, that was um, that was very much like the Eurovision in that the German person went on for too long without making us laugh. <laughs> 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 Do you know, I, that's incredible. 
I I'm loving the disparity so far though. Gweno, Kieran, what are you giving to Gweno? Three. Three points. Sorry, Jack. He says. Jack Major, what are you saying? Twelve points. Oh my god! I loved it. Five points from Joseph Power. <laughs> and Gweno completes my bottom group of two. Eleventh <gasps> oh, place, wow. two points. This is wow. This has gone incredibly. I'm d- yeah. I'm honest. I'm so because de- I was really worried that we would have just already figured out the winner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joy Crooks. I mean, this was a popular one with us. Kieran Morahan, what are you saying? Seven points. Seven points. Okay. What's I couldn't. Af- I couldn't place? place it with you. That's why I put it in the middle. Uh, so I couldn't Jack- figure it out either. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Major, what are you saying? Four points. <gasps> Four. Four points. Oh wow. And, but yeah, not just I'm not just saying. Oh, you're wrong. But that surprises me about you. I thought you'd love that record. Yeah, Joe Power is giving it ten points. Oof. Oh yeah, what you think? That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Joy Crooks, second place on my list. Eleven points. Eleven points. Wow. And I will say, I, mean, I had a group. There's three albums that like were at one point my number one, and that was that was one of them. There's been a bit of reshuffling on my end as well. Yeah. Not not in this call, but yeah, it took me a while to come to this conclusion. Wow. Okay. Uh, Sam Fender. Two points. Kieran Moran has given Sam Fender two points. <laughs> Jack Major, what are you saying? One point. <gasps> oh my God. I just Steve, you're not going to like it. Three points from Joseph Power. Uh, well, it's in it's in that third group in the middle middle table mm-hmm. for me. Seventh place, six points. Six points. I've got to say, as it stands, Sam Fender is dead last. Right, come on, just give us a quick total. So just okay, so so far, it's uh, in last place is Sam Fender with twelve points. Uh, Joint penultimate, Jesse Buckley, Bernard Butler and Gweno on 22. Fergus McCready is on 24, sorry Kieran, and Joy Crooks is on 32. So currently Joy Crooks is leading, but I have a feeling things are going to change. Harry Styles, guys. Uh, Kieran Moran. Eight points. Oh, that is an a, that's a genuine shock, and do you know what that could wow. re- that could really upset the balance here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so surprised Kieran's given Mate, that so many points. Spanner What's flying that? through Fifth the air into place. those works. Jack Major, Jack Major, uh, two points. Oh, <gasps> wow. Okay. Do your points align with what you were saying? <laughs> I th- I hey, listen, they're all who good. Knows? They're all good uh, albums. And I don't like most of them, so I was really hard to score. Really hard. Yeah. Uh well it's it's well because of Jack, it's definitely not gonna go uh to first place, but Joe Power gives it nine points. Holy whoa. Nine points, okay. Makes makes champion makes Champions League spots. The clue was in the review. <laughs> it, for me it was the lowest placing of the ones that I really enjoyed as a record. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's eighth place, five points. Five points. Okay, so it's got twenty-four. It's tied with Fergus McCready. There you go, Kieran. You'd be like that. Uh, okay. Well, it's, Kieran it's little... gave more points to Harry Styles than I did. 
It's Little Sims next. Six points. Wow. Six points. points. Jack Major. Eight points. Eight points. I enjoyed it. Sound the horns (laughs) is 12 points from Joe Power. (laughs) First place. First place for me. Don't take your finger too far away from the button. (laughs) Sound them again. First place. (laughs) 12 points for me. It's a wow. double 12 and I thought it would be and she has rocketed into first place with 38 points there. Good. Koji Radical, Kieran Morahan. Uh 5 points. 5 points. Uh Jack Major. 7 points. 7 points. I have given Koji Radical 8 points. And I've gone fourth place, 9 points. No, I wish I could have. I could have given it twelve. It's it's, it's sure. just so good. But yeah, but that puts him as it stands. He's in second place. Uh, wet leg, Kieran. Twelve points. Twelve Ooh, points for wet wow. leg. <gasps> All the first places are assigned. Jack Major. <laughs> that makes sense. Ten points. Ten points. <gasps> Joe Joe Power. 11 points. Steve, what are you saying? He's a winner. I've given it only seven points. Seven points? But it's the first to break the 40 mark. I think we may have our winner. It could be wet leg. Nova Twins. Kieran Moraham. Nil point. (laughs) (laughs) You have to give it one. (laughs) I will give it one. One point. From Kieran, Jack Major. Three points. Three points from Jack. The rush. It's a rush, baby. It's a one point from Joe, I'm afraid. And Steve. I'm giving them their top of my intellectual enjoyment. Not not really. <laughs> I'll never listen to it again. But I thought it was good and I give it four points. Four points. Okay. Not bad, but the only one thus far to total in just single figures with nine points. Uh, self-esteem, Kieran. Ten points. Ten points. This that's is going to be a score. strong performer. That's I a, feel a, a surprising one from Kieran as well. Jack Major. Yeah, eleven points. Purely <gasps> from a production okay. industrial point of view. Industrial. K- Steve, what are you giving it before I reveal my score? This was another one that could have won it for me. It was in first place for a while. Uh-huh. It's third place, 10 points. 10 points. It's it's six points from me. It's only oh. 37. It was six halfway down the you, Joe. It was very tight at the top. I've got to tell you, the top half was very tight. The bottom half spoke for itself. Uh, and the last one, Yard Act, Kieran. Four points. Four points. Jack Major. I like this one. Nine points. Nine points. Wowzers. Uh, it has, it's only got two from me, I'm afraid. Only two. I can't... Uh, <laughs> two points. <laughs> Mr. Toad. <laughs> Mr. Toad. Um, fifth. Fifth uh, with eight points. Eight but points. That was... My little group was then uh, Koji Radical, Yard Act and Wet Leg. They swapped around loads. Oh, really? Yeah. That, 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 that little group of three. Okay, so in reverse order then, guys, it's uh, Nova Twins in last place with nine points. Then it's 
Sam Fender in 11th place with 12. Uh, tied 9th is Gweno and oh. Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler with 22. Yard Act just one ahead with 23. That's the first one I'm really disappointed about. I'm sh- I'm shocked that Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler are behind Yard Act. Uh, Harry Styles tied with Fergus McCready on 24 points. Koji Radical on 29 Joy Crooks on 32, Self Esteem on 37, Little Sims on 38, and the winner, the Codes in the Clouds aggregate winner, is Wet Leg with 40. And I'm quite shocked by that, actually. Yeah, I'm surprised. And if my maths are correct, I believe that's an average of 10. (laughs) 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 Yes, that's right. (laughs) That's amazing. Well,. Okay, so that's that's who Codes in the Clouds think is going to win. Uh, I gave 12 to Little Sims, as did Steve, so they're our winners. Jack, yeah. you gave 12 to... Gweno. Gweno, that's who you think is going to win. And Kieran, well, Kieran thinks the Codes in the Clouds winner, Wet Leg, is going to win. He always decides everything for us. Or at least that's who you want to win. But who do you actually think that's will the win. difference. That's the difference. Sorry, yeah. that's who. That's who you want to win or think should win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually also think Wet Leg will win. You think Wet Leg will? It's interesting. My money's on self esteem. Yeah, me too. I, really, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be self esteem. I'm pulling a Kieran, and my my twelve points, I believe, are going to the winner of the Mercury Prize this year. I think Little Sims is winning it this year. I'd love that. I'd love it. I, do you know what? I, I don't think I'd be disappointed with many of these winning it, if I'm honest. Even the ones I've given like fairly low scores, I don't think. I think all of them represent something. I think it's actually quite a good batch this year. No, no profound sign off this week. Just uh, you know, go and listen to music. Go and listen to the Mercury nominees. Go and listen to Low. Uh, and we'll be back next week with Natalie Evans, a normal show. Are you joking? There's no. So- do you want me to give a sign off? All right. Um, okay, well, I'll leave you with this, guys. Then. Uh, just, uh, just in the words of M people, what have you done today uh, to make you feel proud? And if it's not making a sweet paper crane, then you're a fucking disgrace. <laughs> I hope people know that M people won the Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>